0: Our second reading this morning is a letter, the first letter to Timothy, chapter 2, beginning with the first verse. First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for everyone, for kings and all who are in positions of high power, so that we may live a quiet and peaceable life, in all godliness and dignity. It is right and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires everyone to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God. There is also one mediator between God and humankind, Christ Jesus, himself human, who gave his self, a ransom for all. This was attested to at the right time. For this, I was appointed a herald and an apostle. I am telling the truth. I am not lying. A teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. Let us pray. Loving and gracious God, may your spirit infuse our thoughts. May your spirit be in our questions. May your spirit be in our curiosity and our wondering. May your spirit speak. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Once when I was traveling with my children and they were young, we stayed in a Hampton Inn. The girls found a Bible in the drawer of the hotel nightstand. And they asked, Mom, why is there a Bible in the drawer of the hotel nightstand? Is it so people can read it and fall asleep? No, my darling, the Bibles in the hotel rooms are not there for you to fall asleep, but they are put there by the Gideons. Now, two men from the Gideons came to our church last week, and I learned so much. They put hotels the the Bibles in not just hotel rooms, but also in hospitals. It is their mission to share God's word with every human being on the face of the earth. They've given away more than 2 billion Bibles worldwide. They have the sincere belief that there is power in these words to transform people's lives and heal wounded souls and connect us to God's love. Well, 2 billion Bibles is an awful lot of power. The trouble with the Bible is that while many of the words are healing, some of them are not. Our letter to Timothy is case in point and the part that I read today is powerful and encouraging. The people to whom this letter is written are living in very difficult times. The second century This church was under the authority of the Roman Empire. And that empire was violent, oppressive, and most of the people were desperately poor. And the emperor claimed to be divine. He called himself the son of God. And he meant for all the people in the empire to worship him. This passage isn't about other religions. This passage is about the writer of the letter telling the people, God is God, the God who made heaven and earth. And Jesus is the son of God, the prince of peace, the one who was killed by the empire. That is your God. That is to whom you pray for the emperor and the kings. And all who are in positions of power. So yes, pray. Pray. Pray that our leaders have compassion. Pray that they may have wisdom. Pray so that all people can live in peace with dignity. That's what this passage is about. Pray. Pray because this connects you to God. This is the electricity that has the love of God and the power of the God who stands for peace and dignity flowing through you and flowing through your community. Claim this God. But if you opened your Bible and you read, The very next verse, here's what it says. I want then that in every place the men should pray and that the women should dress modestly as proper for women who profess reverence for God. Let a woman learn in silence with full submission. I permit no woman to teach, Or to have authority over a man. For Adam was formed first, then Eve, and Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived and became a transgressor. Yet she will be saved through childbearing, provided that they continue in faith and love and holiness with modesty. What just happened? This beautiful piece of encouraging subversive literature just threw women under the bus. And sometimes that happens that to keep the peace, somebody's dignity gets sacrificed. There's power because the Bible is truthful to what happens in the world it holds our lives up to us like a mirror now it may help us to understand this letter when we know that it was written in the name of the apostle paul who wrote in his letter to the galatians there is no greek there is no longer jew there is no longer slave or free There is no longer male or female, for all of us are one in Christ Jesus. This is the same Paul who said in the letter to the Romans, Adam is the original one who fell from grace, who is the one who must be redeemed from sin. He doesn't even mention Eve. And in Paul's letters, he writes to encourage Priscilla and Eunice and Lois and Mary and Phoebe and Chloe and Julia and Junia on and on. Did I mention Eunice? I think I did. So many women who were leaders in their churches, deacons, pastors, teachers. So what happened to Paul? He died. The letter to the Galatians was written in the mid-first century. And Paul was executed by the Romans. We know that. And this letter to Timothy is written in the middle of the second century. And we see how with time, the institution of the church comes under more and more pressure. From the empire and throws women under the bus. It may be written in the name of Paul, but certainly not in the bold spirit of the gospel. Well, the Bible is powerful, and the words we've just read have been profoundly powerful and harmful to humanity because you cannot degrade half of humanity without damaging all humanity. To be faithful to the God of love when we read the Bible, we must engage in responsible theological study and reflection. We have this power that God has given us but like all power, it can be used for good or it can be used for ill. Presbyterian faith requires that we think critically and ask questions of the text. Who wrote it? When did they write it? For what purpose? In what circumstances? With what vocabulary? And our faith requires us to engage the Holy Spirit, which is the spirit of love when we read Scripture. So this means that when we ask, we also ask our question, does this reading uphold God's commandment, Jesus' great commandment to love God and neighbor and self? We must reject any interpretation that supports the contempt of any person or group of people, either in or outside the church. period. That was written by the Presbyterian Church USA in 1983 when the Southern Church and the Northern Church reunited to say, this is what it means to be a Presbyterian. It's why I'm Presbyterian. The Gideons were right. There's power in our sacred texts. When read critically, with the power of the Holy Spirit, scripture is healing for humanity. On Friday, millions of young people from all over the world took to the streets to call on those in high places to take action on climate change. Now, over the last several decades, people of faith have heard God calling us to take our responsibility to care for creation seriously. God created the heavens and the earth and called creation good and said to human beings, you care for it. And our theologians have recognized that we haven't done this, but it is part of our faith responsibility. We've prayed for oceans, we've prayed for elephants, we've prayed for polar bears. We've prayed for the people in the Bahamas and people in Houston who are suffering floods yet again. On Friday, the young people took the prayers to the streets. And they did exactly what the writer to the Timothy tells us to do. Pray for people in authority so that all people can live in peace and dignity. A young person from Long Island where my kids grew up some spoke of seeing the water in Jones Beach go from clear blue in their childhoods to brackish brown. Teens in India are telling world leaders, I want to breathe clean. Kids in Kabul, Afghanistan are saying, You different political forces are fighting for power, but the real power is nature. Thanks be to God for the encouragement. To know that 2,000 years ago, faithful people struggled to know how to live in relationship to those in authority. Thanks be to God that the Holy Spirit teaches us to hold world leaders accountable for the policies and practices so that people, all people, can live in peace and dignity. My friends, God has given us sacred texts, and God has given us the Holy Spirit. The Spirit speaks of love. The Word and Spirit encourage hope. The Word and Spirit together have the power to heal our world and make us whole. So engage your spirit in prayer, in study, in action. For God's Holy Spirit has already engaged you. Amen.